0: Support for 100 Watts in a Wire is brought to you by 100wattsinawire.com. To subscribe to the show, simply click the RSS feed. While you're there, apply for your free 100 Watts ID and learn how you can help make 100 Watts in a Wire listener supported. Click the donate page and pick the option that works best for you. We've got a traveling toolkit, 100 Watts in a Wire gear, and more. That's 100wattsinawire.com. And ICOM. ICOM knows that ham clubs play a big role in bringing ham communities together. Listen to 100 Watts in a Wire to learn how you can register your club to win great prizes. Visit ICOMAmerica.com slash hams to learn more. And LDG. LDG makes small, lightweight tuners ideal for portable and emergency operations. Some can operate on internal batteries for months of normal use, making them easy to carry, install and use in the field. Visit LDGElectronics.com And now, from GridSquare Echo Mic 48, this is 100 Watts and a Wire. Oh, bring it in, bring it in. Eh, coming off a little disappointing weekend. Oh, that is nasty, nasty. All right, bring it down. Yeah, my Ravens went home. Well, they actually lost at home, so wasn't far to go unless they lived in a different state. It's all good, man. You know, living out here in the St. Louis area, I live in a town called Florissant. And we have had the craziest of temperatures. If you're following along, you're sick one week, it's bitter cold, it's warm the next day. Yesterday, in Florissant, Missouri, just 20 miles north of the city of St. Louis, basically the same temperature we had 67 degrees 67 degrees listeners from around the country also chimed in to let us know what was going on what you know what weather did they have 66 degrees in Huntsville, Alabama 29 near Toronto Tom says 69 in Robertsville, Missouri 16 in Vermont 54 in Kansas. 63 in Mississippi. We're in the 20s in Connecticut. 66 in Memphis. 78 in Florida. Uh, 77 degrees, wherever that is. He didn't mention where he was. Let's see, 20 degrees in uh, Kilopapa, 03. So I'm not sure where he is as well. 31 in New Zealand, holy good Lord. Wait a minute, that's Celsius. I'm not trying to do math. It's too early. 68 degrees. In Creve Corps, that's Missouri as well. 44 in Iowa. 19, just around the, you know, 65 South Carolina. 71 in Texas. 40 in Billings, Montana. 36 in Oregon. Our listeners chimed in. Look at this one. 67 in Missouri, 69, uh, oh no, 79 in Florida, 70 in Branson, Missouri. -25 in Alberta. There's 18 degrees in Saskatchewan, 48 in Ohio, 66 Tennessee, 57 in California, 63 in where you are, Frank. 54 in Chicago. And uh, some cell phone snapshots. 28, New Jersey. Oh, let's see, another uh, 27 in another part of New Jersey. 7 degrees in Vermont. 9 in Northwest Maine. 77 in Florida. Just all over the place. But I can tell you this. 67 degrees in Missouri in January. It's a little different. 58 in West Virginia. 53 in Minnesota. They are in the 40s in Wisconsin. This is all yesterday. And if you're listening to this on shortwave, you know, we're talking about Monday. Monday of this week. 71 in Branson, Missouri. 50 in Michigan. 54 in Indiana. 72 in Dallas. And on and on it goes. Saying all of that, it finally feels like we are over the Christmas and New Year holiday hump I finally feel that way I'm starting to feel better probably 97% in fact let me I don't want to be a little flemmy on you here that's a new wrapper let me burn off a little bit with some nice hot coffee but I finally feel like we have gotten over the hump and we're back on the grind here back you know Got the show rolling. We got some things we're going to be working on. A new year, right? New hope. And, uh, you know, a new idea for a new antenna. And next thing you know, it's dark outside. The weather is kind of, you know, warm. I'm like, what am I doing? You want to go outside? It's dark right now. What are you thinking? You know, sometimes it's dark. Sometimes it's cold. What's wrong with me? I asked the Facebook group, you know, Hamily, Is it wrong to wanna hang an antenna at night like in the dark and cold? What's wrong with me? And then of course I don't want the answer to that. There's too many things and you don't wanna let yourself roam around up here. Andrew says sometimes you just wanna play antennas. That's right, Andrew. That's what I'm talking about. Dane says wrong, no, nuts, maybe. I don't know about that, Dane. Ed says, worse the conditions it's installed in, the better it works. I think I've heard that too, Ed. Thanks for sharing. Dennis replied, Look, it's a known scientific fact that an antenna put up in bad weather or at night is bound to be good. Now, these people seem like they could be enablers. I don't know. Tom says, The hotter the fire, the stronger the sword. Scientifically speaking, it will work better at night from now on. Big smiley face. David says it sounds perfectly normal to me. And count me in. I wish you lived closer. I'd be bringing in a posse to hold that flashlight up at night. John says I compromised. Cleaned up some yard trimmings, fixed the barbecue grill, and started tinkering on my 40-meter dipole. I'm putting it up. He put some cameras up. He did a lot of stuff on this day. Terry got his bio-NO battery in the mail and did his first activation, but unfortunately, he only got six contacts. Doesn't speak to my nighttime question. Joe says, I don't see any psychological issues with this. Thanks, Joe. Coming from you, I'm going to need a second opinion. Eric says, I've done it a few times. I say, go for it. Stan says, so have I. Mark says, hanging a wire in the dark, freezing cold, is a lot like childbirth. It's very hard and painful, but you'll forget about it soon enough and do another. Hmm. William, I've done it many nights, out tuning antennas and fixing them. Even hung a G5 RV on a broomstick and a fence just to get on the air for the night. Now, see, I thought something was wrong with me because I had this hankering. I just needed to get out there and do it. I just I just was like, you know, it's kind of warm, you know, snow may come. I don't know. It'll be 67, but, it, you know, I don't know. Of course, Will Banks, he puts out there, yeah, so is my Johnson. Yeah. I guess dark and cold. I don't know. Sounds like a tetanus shot or a uh, shot of penicillin for Will Banks is needed. Lee says, yep. So something's wrong with me. Lance says, is it wrong to want to? No. Is it a good idea? Also, no. When do we start? I'll bring my climbing harness. I don't have a tower. I I really don't climb the trees. And I got to tell you, though, you guys are enablers. But you get it. You understand that we are... You know, we get something, and the time. You know, I think what it is is the time. It's very hard to carve out the time to go and do the things we want to do. It sounds like a Jim Croce song. Never seems to be enough time to do the thing. Oh, that's a great song. Time in a bottle. It's true young family or, you know, growing family and experiencing all the things we need. It's really hard to carve out the time to just sit in the chair a lot of times. And that's why a lot of people put this hobby down for a while. And you hear a lot of retired folks on the air. And the the ones of us who are still on the grind, maybe getting in, we kind of dip in and dip out and get it while we can. Well, I've noticed, like, if my kids go to, you know, sleep, Maybe I could just run out there. You know, you're tiptoeing out there and looking around, and the neighbors are seeing lights from your headlamp. It's a scene, man. But look, I need to get this antenna tuned up. It's not quite where it is, and I think I've got some time right now, right around 10.30 p.m. Not quite that late. I did notice, though, getting out there... You know, at 50 feet, dealing with an antenna, you know, even a dipole. I like double bazookas. You've got something up 50 feet in the air. It's kind of difficult to judge the depth perception, hold the flashlight, and my headlamp. Now, maybe I need to explore this deeper. I don't know how much I'll be doing nighttime stuff. George Harrison liked to garden by the moonlight. He was also insanely wealthy. But he liked it. He liked to do that. But maybe a headlamp with some power where I can look up and see it. You know, I had to have a headlamp for what I was doing in front of me, which is wonderful to have for working with your hands right in front of you. Granted, I need to take my glasses off, put the glasses in my pocket, do the work with my hands up close. And then when I turn to look back up, if I'm, you know, sending this thing back up into the sky... I'm like, ooh, not enough. And then I had to get my big old flashlight. I swear the neighbors must think I'm crazy, but that's okay. Let them think that. Stay off my lawn, you saw my mom. So you guys did enable me. It's kind of like, yeah, it's crazy, but it's totally okay, man. Get out there. Just be safe. And I think that's probably the biggest lesson here. Be safe at what you do. Don't go getting cavalier and foolish when, you know, you're outside and it's hard to make a contact with somebody to get help if you slip. The one thing I was really worried about, pardon me, how do you like that sound? You know, it's difficult when it's kind of soupy outside. You're on a hillside. You're going to bust that ass. You are just going to fall down if you're not careful, especially where I am. You know, you're in the woods. It's hard. It's hard to see. So, just be careful. I don't think there is any sort of issue with it. You just, you know, I wouldn't go up on the ladder. What I was doing was I was going to tune an antenna up. You know, I had to lower it down and raise it back up. Not a big deal. Trim it, take a reading, take a look, put it back up there. But, you know, the perception of where's that branch? Like, am I high or am I low? I needed to have another source of light to help me along. The point is, with all of this, is be careful. You've got to be careful. I wouldn't go up a tower. I'm not good for climbing anyway. I cannot help you, my brothers and sisters with the towers. You know, I don't think I'm of use to you up there. I'm not a, you know, very strong climber in the heights. You know, it has me thinking about other things like getting down. But tuning an antenna at night should be all right. You just... uh, Use the proper discretion. And that's what I was working on early this week. Thank you for all of your input. And if you don't know and if you're new to 100 Watts and a Wire, my name is Christian. I don't even think I said that. Pardon me. My call sign is Kilo Zero, Sierra Tango Hotel. And we're into episode 183. You can find us at 100wattsandawire.com. Lots of things to do and see there. You can get yourself a 100 Watts ID. Everything's free. Subscribe to the show. You can listen to the show there as well in the 100 Watts and a Wire page of the website. And that helps, too. We uh, we definitely are very excited to be on WTWW shortwave radio. You drop your radio into AM, listen on one of your antennas, and it's 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 really cool. Now, we air on Saturday evenings. There's a block of ham radio-related radio related Programming And it's a little fluid. I've noticed it's a little fluid. It may not start because some of these shows, the, the beauty of a podcast is I may talk for 40 minutes. I may talk for 22. So if they agree to run it and there are other networks, online Internet stations, you know, 19, I think we're on 19 other outlets as well. They want to run the show because it's you know it's content for them or they dig it they're into it that kind of thing but the timing of it isn't like broadcast radio where it's so thirty minutes here doom twenty seven thirty and you're out you know I'm I'm comfortable with that but that's not really what a podcast or some online type of show is going to give to you so I'm grateful it's just sometimes you got to turn that radio on and listen and uh, when it comes on it comes on. But usually in the evenings on Saturday, and it does sound good, like it's 30 over signal. Crazy. However, if you want this thing delivered to your smartphone or device, you can subscribe to the RSS feed or just go there every Monday or Tuesday or whenever it's good for you and listen online. A lot of our older listeners tend to just go to the website, listen right there. Maybe minimize the window or download it. You can download it. Some people are going to listen on shortwave Saturday night, but if you miss it, you know where to go, and you can get it a little bit before it airs. It's all good. It's all great for us, and our new listeners around the world are welcome. We welcome you. Visit us online at 100wattsandawire.com, plus on our Facebook page, a very active community there. We'll take a break and come back. We'll talk about some other things. Uh, Rhea is here. We've got some special ops, a new segment I am uh, introducing this year. Last week, we heard from Patrick. He talked about satellites. And this week, we're going to talk about contesting with a renowned contester, Ria. She's coming up in just a little bit. When in doubt, hang them high. This is 100 Watts and a Wire. Attention all hams, ICOM knows that ham clubs play a big role in bringing ham communities together to learn from their peers and industry leaders. As a way to give back and help you on this mission, ICOM has launched a promotion exclusively for ham clubs and the ham fest they are involved with. By registering your club, you can win ICOM swag, a Skype presentation, or for your ham fest, an ICOM booth set up at your local ham club. Register today for your chance to win. Visit icomamerica.com slash hams to learn more. HamFestNet registration is open to U.S. organizations only. And BioNO Power, offering the best performance lithium iron phosphate batteries for your ham radios. Visit BioNOPower.com. That's B-I-O-E-N-N-O-P-O-W-E-R rcom or contact dealers nationwide. You're listening to 100 Watts and a Wire. On Sunday evening, I received news that Rochelle, a friend of mine, Kilo Charlie Zero Yankee Whiskey Hotel, had suffered a heart attack. Her husband, Emmett, Whiskey Zero Quebec Hotel, both from Radio Waves, uh, sent me the message to let me know that... uh, She had been taken to a hospital, tests were being done, and uh, so I want to lift up a prayer. I'm not the person to launch this prayer. However, we have a large community. We just happen to have Pastor Joe, way more qualified to lift a prayer up for our friend Rochelle, so I invited him in here today to do so. Hi, Rochelle. This is Pastor Joe, W-A-2-J-O-E. We heard you were a bit under the weather, and I'd like to offer a prayer for you. Dear Lord, we ask for your healing for Rochelle, KC0YWH. Guide the doctors and nurses as she recovers, and bring peace, wisdom, and strength to her husband, Emmett. God, we thank you for this family, and ask your blessings on them now. Amen. Get well soon and back on the air, Rochelle. Your ham family misses you. For 100 Watts and a Wire, this is Pastor Joe Hughes, W-A-2-J-O-E. From the summit to the shack, this is 100 Watts and a Wire. The new MFJ2100 is here. It's the Octopus Antenna Hub. It can turn your hamsticks into four fully balanced dipoles in minutes. You can mix and match any four HF, VHF, and UHF bands simply screw in say 80 40 20 meter hamsticks and a dual 2 meter 440 whip on opposite sides now you have an automatic band switching 5 band dipole it works at any height low for local nvis and high for dx and say at a fixed height 20 or 30 feet use 80 meters for nvis and 20 meters for low angle dx it mounts on any mast up to one inch in diameter You can use a fiberglass pole and a tripod, and you're on the air. It's perfect for casual, portable operation, or if you have limited space, HOAs. You can take it to field day or camping. It has a single coax feed with a built-in ballon. And what's more, your hamsticks break down to four feet for easy storage. Visit mfjenterprises.com for more information about the Octopus Antenna Base, the MFJ 2100. That's MFJEnterprises.com. And Max Gain Systems, your source for fiberglass tube and rod, the perfect material for push-up mast, antenna building, and support projects. RF connectors and adapters, highest quality at lowest prices. Visit them online at MGS4U.com. That's Mike, Golf, Sugar, the number four, the U.com. 100 Watts in a Wire Upgrades. All right, let's take a look at this now. We've got Stanley, Kilo Golf 5, Charlie Foxtrot Romeo. He's a new amateur extra. Congratulations, Stanley. And Chris, Whiskey Echo, Whiskey Oscar Tango. He's a new amateur general. Congratulations to both of those upgrades. If you study, you prepare, you will pass. And when you do, go to 100 wattsinawirecom Click the Upgrades page and let us know where you are. We'd love to feature you and celebrate you here on the show. Well, with the start of 2019, I wanted to start this new sort of segment, to have several correspondents join us. There's so many rich layers to this hobby. I simply cannot cover them all myself. You learn about me doing my antenna work in my antenna garden at night, just like George Harrison. I'm just like George Harrison, but alive now. And you understand that I can't cover all the great facets. There's so many things that interest me, like satellites and like contesting. Now, I'm not a contester, so I can't really speak to that. I'm not a contester right now, but I can tell you there's probably an adrenaline push that you receive when you get into a contest. Maybe one day I will find out, too. I've invited my friend Ria N2RJ, she is a renowned contester, celebrated and awarded to introduce us to this aspect. So here she is, Ria N2RJ.
1: CQ contest, CQ contest, anyone who has been on HF has heard it. Many of us have taken part. Some of us hate it, some of us live it. I'm one of those who lives it. I started in amateur radio as a high school kid in Trinidad and Tobago, primarily focused on amateur radio as an outlet for my desire to build and experiment with electronics. My early mentor, Mr. Tony Lemack, nine Yankee, four Alpha Lima, sadly a silent key, introduced me and some other high school age kids to several prominent hams. One of them was Frank Brooker, Nine Yankee four Victor uniform. Then I remembered that call sign was pretty familiar to me, as my dad had left some older CQ magazines laying around, and as I thumbed through the pages, I saw his call sign listed under some sort of contest results page. It was from that point on that my curiosity for the competitive side of amateur radio began to take root. When I met Frank. He explained to us that he had friends come over from the United States and they would operate the radio all weekend and try to make contacts to as many parts of the world as possible. My eyes lit up as I heard about this globetrotting adventure. It sounded like fun. Fast forward to when I actually got a license, we didn't have money for a decent HF radio, so I operated at a friend's house, just casually giving out contacts for points. If anything, it was fun. Through various life events, including emigrating to the United States at the end of the 20th century, I had forgotten about contesting and instead was wrapped up in emergency communications and local repeaters. These are very important parts of amateur radio, but I longed to get on HF. I bought an ICOM 746 from a small store known as Barry Electronics. In New York City, outside of my apartment window, I strung a wire on a tennis ball and began to try to make contacts. That utterly failed as the noise levels in Manhattan were extremely high, and dodging the building security in Super was getting tiring. I gave up. In 2006, after moving to New Jersey, I went to the Dayton Hamvention and picked up an ICOM 7000HF radio a screwdriver antenna, and assorted bits and pieces to install it in my car, a 2004 Honda Accord. I installed it in the parking garage of my apartment complex, again dodging curious neighbors and security cameras. Driving out to an open space and then making my first contact was magical. I had contacted Delta Radio 2006 Alpha, which was one of the Soccer World Cup special event stations, Wow, I was talking to Germany. I then looked to see what other operating events there were. I happened upon the 2006 IARU World HF Championships. Perfect. I went out to the bank of a nearby river, parked, and began to make contacts. I made around 200 contacts before I packed it in. I had a blast, and to this day, it remains my favorite contest. I'm hoping some of you can similarly discover a contesting, or radio sport, as it is often called. I'll help you along your journey, but I'd like you to take the first step. Step zero is to find a mentor. Reach out to some local contesters and see if they can help you get started. Some may even offer you a seat at their station for a contest. But in reality, step one is to find a contest, jump in, and start playing. Try to read the rules first, as things can get pretty hectic. Look and see what category fits you best. Are you operating solo or with friends or family? James Lee, WX4TV, and his family compete together as a family. They've even won some plaques. And speaking of plaques and certificates, don't forget to submit the log when the contest is over, as timely log submission ensures you're in the running. And above all, have fun. Not everyone wins a contest in the first try. Most people do it just for the fun of it. I enjoy filling my log with contacts with my friends in Europe, the Americas, and even the Pacific. And sometimes I surprise myself. Through the years, I've won plaques and certificates for contests, including CQ Worldwide, the AWRLDX Contest, and even the European HF Contest. It took hard work, but sometimes just a lot of luck. Maybe you'll find yourself in the winner's circle someday, too. Stay tuned for future episodes, as we'll be talking about all things contesting. How to work them on phone, CW, digital, how to work a contest with friends, or how to compete against your regional peers. I'll be talking equipment, skills, and technique. And of course, I'll have a whole lot of experiences and stories to tell. Seventy-three, and good luck in the contest. For a hundred watts on a wire, I am Ria, and two RJ.
0: My thanks to Ria. I look forward to monthly installments, teaching us more about contesting. Maybe we just don't know enough. You know, maybe these people on the air, are like I hate contesters. They're five nine, five nine, everybody. Five nine, five nine, everybody. Five nine, five nine, with me. Come on, bounce with me, bounce with me. The more we know. Maybe, you know, maybe just leave people alone and let them enjoy whatever facet it is that they enjoy about this hobby and important service. I'm going to wrap things up here, Uh, giving a special thanks to Hap Holly. He announced as I was listening to WTWW over the weekend, he announced in this block of amateur radio programming that he's really going to scale back his production of the rain report. And I just want to take a moment to thank him for all the effort. Many of us who are out here creating content understand what it takes to do it. I wish him the best in the future. But hearing his interview on WTWW, I can tell, you know, he's dealing with some health issues. I hope all that uh, works out well for him. And I look forward to his production. He's going to scale back his show and uh, maybe give it as a monthly or special report. So uh, we appreciate you Hap. Long may you run. All right, we're going to wrap things up here. Please be kind to each other and yourselves. And if you can, by all means, please try and stay above the noise. Join the 100 Watts in a Wire community. Visit 100wattsinawire.com.